Glory. Have an encounter with the glory of God. The word rapture in the Bible actually refers to being wrapped in the glory, wrapped in power. It's from Revelation chapter 4. On the Lord's day I was raptured in power or wrapped in power. It's when the power of God is inside you and has consumed your soul to lift you up into higher realms. What does it say in Revelation 4.1? I heard a voice above me saying, Come up here, wrapped in power, and going up. There is a voice speaking to you today from the throne, inviting you to go into a higher level of the anointing. Every level and degree that you go from glory to glory is more and more dependent on the Father's power and energy for every area of your life. The sacrifice is the self-sustainment, taking care of self, and it's really religion. Taking care of self is religious activity. We're all getting delivered from religion constantly. That is what the curse of the fall is. Every fallen human being is religious naturally. You're born of the flesh religious, then you must be born again of the Spirit and the water to be irreligious, <laughs> to be rebellious towards religion. It's a Holy Ghost rebellion towards religion. That's why the apostles are called renegades in the book of Acts. You'll appear as the most rebellious men and women of all time when you're actually only rebelling against Satan. You're rebelling against death you're rebelling against being a lemming, just falling off the cliff, following the status quo, following the wide path of destruction. They'll accuse you all the time of going against the grain. You're fighting the current. You're fighting death. Amen, we are. It's against nature that we're engrafted into the tree of life. Romans chapter 11 says, against nature. You're going against nature. You're going against the natural flow. There's a natural flow. People call it the even flow or the Gaia of the earth, and that will kill you. That's Satan. That's the curse of the fall. That's all the witchcraft of the world. There is a lot of witchcraft in this world. The gravity of this world will kill you. The sin that's in the world will kill you. It will steal everything from you every day of your life unless you go against nature, against, against the natural flow. The natural flow of life is not the natural flow of life at all. That's the wide path of destruction. Many go down it because they just flow with the earth's energy. They just flow with the path of life. God doesn't want you to flow with the world. He wants you to flow with the kingdom and fight the world and fight the spirit of Babylon and fight all the religion, fight all the rebellion, fight all the sin, fight all the fallen angels. How? by letting the river control your soul. That's how you fight. You fight by being controlled by the river. You're not doing warfare by just quoting scripture, praying in tongues. You're doing warfare by releasing the river of life and pulling your soul into the internal glory. Because you're born of the Spirit in the water, so you need to pull your soul into the Spirit and into the water. After you're born again, the entire process called the renewing of the mind is pulling your mind into the spirit and the water that saved you in the beginning. John chapter 3, you're born again of the Holy Spirit 
and of the waters. And these waters come out of the Garden of Eden. These are the living waters. These are the waters of the glory of God. These are the waters that keep your heart crystal clear and sparkling. And if you stay connected to the living waters, if your soul drinks the living waters, your soul stays clear and there will be no confusion. Confusion is the main enemy of Babylon the Great. That's what the Bible teaches. Because the word confusion is the word Babylon. Babylon means, directly translated, confusion. What confuses the souls of this world? The mixture. What is the great tribulation? The mixture. There's the pressure upon your soul from the external realm, from the seven principalities of the demon gods of Ephesians chapter 6. If you read Ephesians 6 in the Passion Translation, it says we we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the demon gods and the evil spirits. So, every single one of us, every day, is wrestling demon gods and evil spirits, the powerful principalities of this fallen world. And how do you have victory over the demon gods of the second heavens that fell from heaven? How do you have victory over the fallen angels that only want to deceive you constantly with lies? And so that's why we're deceived, because you are constantly bombarded 24-7 as a human being on earth with lies from the one-third that fell out of heaven. There's a fallen heavens that its entire intention is to deceive you and ensnare you and control your lives in the wide path of destruction. Most Christians, after they're born again, are not sanctified enough to come out of the wide path. And they live a very human life, not a very divine life. So now, the whole point of this ministry is to sanctify you and set you apart so far from the wide path, so far from the demon gods of the second heavens, so far from the second heavens, so far from the curse of the fall, so far from evil spirits and demonic influence, that you're exactly like the Father in every way, internally. It's holiness that sets you apart from spiritual warfare. Be holy as He is holy. Come up the mountain and be holy, it is written. And I will be God to them, and they will be my son and daughter. And it's by sanctification of the Holy Spirit working with living waters and living words through your heart that you're set apart from the wide path of destruction and set apart from the influence in your souls from at least 200 million demon gods. Ephesians 6 Passion Translation calls them evil spirits and demon gods. And it's a powerful influence. So you need the influence of the power of the Holy Spirit to keep you free from demonic influence. If you are not deep in the Holy Holy Spirit, you are currently influenced by demons. I mean, it's just not even a question. It's just guaranteed. You're going to be religious, rebellious, full of lust and perversion, greed and idolatry. That is the automatic thing with every human being on earth. The thing that's so wild and crazy is being set apart from that darkness. Because we really haven't seen much of that yet. Even in Christianity, you haven't seen that much. You haven't seen people fully set apart from demon gods and the influence in their soul. You have not. You have not seen perfect examples of holiness. But they're coming forth now called the manifesting sons of God. Manifesting sons of God 
are men and women whose entire soul is possessed and controlled by God the Father, and the crown on their head is the, br- is the bright cloud of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ was conceived of the bright cloud. A bright cloud overshadowed Mary, and in her womb she, was, she got conceived of the Messiah, the Holy Spirit. Amen. That bright cloud is also the crown of glory. The crown of glory is the spirit you're born of, growing up on the inside by sanctification, and taking over your entire interior castle so that your soul is possessed by God the Father and not possessed by the demon gods of the world. There's only two trees in the garden. Everyone who's not possessed by the Father is possessed by demons. Maybe not necessarily like the exorcist, and it's not so dramatic, but the influence in their soul is demonic. 100% across the board of all 8 billion souls on planet Earth. No exceptions. Only two trees in the garden. Only two influences for the interior castle and every room inside the soul. So, sanctification lights up every room of the interior castle with the glory of God by revelation. And we've been entrusted to bring the revelations of Eden. Because the exodus of the glorification of your soul is you coming out of the world system, coming out of Babylon the Great, and entering the Garden of Eden and being sealed in the Garden of His love on your heart and on your mind. It actually never even says in Revelation being sealed on your heart. It says that in Song of Solomon. Revelation says several times you'll be sealed in your mind because it's all about the renewing of your mind. You got millions of people born again. You got tens of millions of people already speaking in tongues. You got millions of people operating in the gifts, but they don't have a clear and cut revelation light for where they're going with the gifts. It's a journey and an exodus out of the world into Eden. The great awakening and the great exodus of the end times is all the believers entering Eden and being sealed in their forehead with the Father's name. Amen. With the revelation of Eden. With the revelation of the garden. And living out of that realm and not the natural realm. The natural realm can't give you anything anyway. It's a lie. It can't give you anything. It will take everything from you and will leave you empty. Everything that's in the natural realm will take from you and leave you empty. Only in the glory realm of the Father will He give you everything and take nothing. Well, He'll take only the dead things out of you. He'll take the demonic influence out of you. He'll take the perversion and lust out of you. He'll take the greed and idolatry out of you. He'll take everything out of you that kills, steals, and destroys. He'll take the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life out of you by a river of life. Amen. So you want to live in that realm. And how do you live in that realm? By hearing the Word and letting the Word work in you. The Word is energized. Every prophetic word that comes out of a a person's spirit that's in intimacy with God the Father on the inside is prophetic. There are measures of power, measures of dunamis resurrection might that work inside the prophets and apostles' words. Amen. Not all words are containers of the same amount of power. It all depends on how intimate that person is 
in the Garden of Eden with God the Father. The measure of intimacy is the measure of power and dunamis explosive dynamite that raises the dead when the listeners hear the word. Now Jesus Christ is the perfect word of God, the firstborn, to fully manifest the exact likeness of God the Father of many sons and daughters that will manifest the exact likeness of God the Father. Meaning that His words were the perfect power of God that did 100% accurately everything God the Father sent them forth to do. And we grow in intimacy into our words do the exact same demonstrations of power healing every sickness and disease, and raising every listener in the power of God. It's the dunamis dead-raising power, and what's dead is every area of our interior castle that's not possessed and controlled by the Father's bright Holy Spirit glory cloud. Amen. So we're going into a place of full possession. When you were younger, Peter, you did whatever you wanted. But when you're older, someone more powerful than you will carry you into places you don't want to go. Amen. That's what the Bible says in the Gospel of John. When you're young, you did whatever you want because your, your soul was still controlled by you. But it wasn't actually you because you're a spirit in covenant with God the Father. It was actually demon gods controlling your souls. You're being renewed out of the influence of demon gods out of the influence of seven principalities, out of the influence of the seven-headed beast. What's the beast? The carnal mind. You're being delivered from your carnal mind, which is your mind connected to all the lies in the kingdoms of Satan and his angels of the external realm. Satan brought Jesus Christ up into a high and lofty mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and said, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of the kingdoms. He showed him the seven mountains. It's written in Enoch. It's written in Revelation. The seven mountains. That's where Satan took Jesus in his 40-day temptation in the wilderness. Hallelujah. But guess what? Those mountains are added unto everyone who obeys the Spirit of God. Jesus, obeying God the Father, said, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord God alone. Amen? So when you worship the Lord God alone, you don't get the seven mountains out of instant gratification. Because Satan's temptation is to have an inheritance in the natural realm by working with by the sweat of your brow. Even in religion. Mostly by religion. <laughs> Even working your 8 to 5 is religious. You say you don't want to separate that, but being a slave to money is religious. That's what religion is. Slavery to money is the exact definition of religion. That's what, it's idolatry. Idolatry is pure satanic religion called the curse of the fall. You come out of it by serving the Holy Ghost. And you serve the Holy Ghost no matter what. Now you'll stumble and fall thousands of times. You get back up again and be like, I'm not serving that idol. I'm not listening to that lie. I'm disobeying the lie. I'm disobeying the seven principalities. I'm disobeying the seven mountains. And I'm serving the one Mount Zion, the chief of all the mountains in the last days. Why does it rise like a pebble to become the mountain of all mountains and chief of all chiefs? Because the people get obedient. It's pure and simple. Because people... Start obeying the Spirit of God above all the other demon spirits lying to them in the external realm, in the external world. Amen. 
You have to get to know him in your own spirit. The pure in heart see God. So it's about the purity of your heart, the purity of your spirit. Paul says, I have served God with my whole entire spirit. Meaning, there's no influence in my spirit to the seven mountains. No principality has his hooks in me to corrupt my inner man so that my mind is confused. There's no sin in me. Is there no sin in you? How can that be? Because the living waters wash your spirit constantly. What do you think you're drinking? You're drinking the living water that washes your sin away. Guess what happens when you start drinking all the time? You'll never sin again. I mean, it is a discipleship process because we come out of the natural dimension that's only sin. We come out of idolatry and religion that's practicing the dust of the earth. You literally practice nature. It's like being good on the wide path to destruction. That's what the fallen angels mainly tempt human beings on earth to do is to be good while you're on the wide path to destruction. That's what religion is. Being a lemming. And you have to rebel against that whole system of just being good in your brain. And you have to be let His goodness literally morph through fire your brain. And the caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Metamorphosis by the renewing of your mind. Recognizing there is nothing good about my human nature. Coming to the full realization of man's righteousness as filthy rags and God's righteousness as a living river planted deep within my heart. Deep within your heart is a root system that if you tap into and actually value it, you'll tap into the Garden of Eden within you. The problem with us is we've tapped into all kinds of stuff of the external realm and that is the weakest connection we have is our covenant to God the Father through our own spirit. And we're mostly influenced by the demonic realm of nature. (laughs) So you have to really put on the full armor of God and value God inside your spirit more than anything else. It's the pearl of great price. He sold the whole plot of land, which means he gave up everything that's in the world for this pearl. He sold all. He gave up all the influence of the external to have this pearl that was buried within him. It was buried under dark layers of earthen soil. You're an earthen vessel and a container of the glory of God. And the glory of God can rise in you. It starts like a fist. We're reading that in 1 Kings. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand because that's the size of your heart. And if you tap into it, lean into it, and give your whole personality to that dimension that's born again, placed within you, the third heaven within you, the kingdom of heaven within you, Luke 17, 21, the entire dimension of the glory realm is already within your spirit. And if you give your mind to it, that fist the size of your heart will grow to be a large cloud. It'll be a canopy of Isaiah 4, 5. The, The cloud the size of a man's fist, the size of your secret place, The size of your garden will grow up and your garden will be a dome and covering of glory. You'll cover them with the intimacy of your relationship with God the Father. You'll cover them with the glory cloud of your own relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what the bride is commissioned to do. To manifest the glory that is inside her individually and come together corporately as a body of Christ and drown the planet and cover all flesh, all the influence of all souls with the glory of God the Father's throne. But it comes from within us. 
That's the mystery of the gospel, is that the Spirit grows within our spirit. By receiving the prophetic word, the morning star has risen in our heart. And day dawns, day dawns when your soul is completely controlled and possessed by all the glory of God through your heart. When you're intimate with the Father and no one else. That you have no other influence in your, in your vineyards, in the garden of your heart. You have caught all the little foxes that have spoiled your vineyards so that you have the full fruitfulness of Jesus Christ manifesting through your soul. That's manifesting sonship. The cloud in you grows through your soul and manifests like a halo, the bright cloud of the Holy Spirit around your soul. Jesus walked in that. It was out of that cloud that he performed all signs and wonders, all the mighty acts of healing every sickness and healing every disease was because the realm of glory was manifesting perfectly through his spirit and through his soul and wrapping his entire soul. He was wearing crowns as he was doing the acts of kindness. It's the crown of glory, God the Father, from within manifesting all around you that does all the works. You can see the Father and you can see Him working. He's perfecting you on the inside. He's perfecting you through and through so that there's no influence in you whatsoever except His glory. And His glory is all you need. Though all of creation will respond to the glory of God the Father manifesting through you. All the nations will come to the rise of your glory. The Bible says in Isaiah that it is a rising glory. The morning star rising glory. 2 Peter 1.19 So it's all about that seed, that pebble, that cloud, that impartation when you're born again rising in you. It's the tree of life rising within you. There's a pillar of light that you can lean your whole personality into that rises in you like a cylinder of light and becomes an escalator of angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Are you a Son of Man? Are you a son of God? Are you a daughter of God? Then angels will ascend and descend in the pillar of the glory light, the pillar of the glory cloud that is formed in you by leaning your personality upon Him and not your flesh. This is going after the Spirit. This is full spiritual stature. These are the abilities of God placed inside your spirit. It's available for everyone. Every overcomer has a pillar, it is written. Revelation 2 and 3, one of the overcomer's gifts is being a pillar in the temple of my God. <laughs> Who wants to be a Imagine if you got a million pillars that hold up all the atmosphere of breath on planet Earth with the pillars of the third heaven glory having grown up inside their spirit and having renewed their mind and having no demonic influence from the natural dimension whatsoever. Everyone will live in the canopy and the tent of his presence. That's the type and shadow fulfilled of the tent and the presence of the Old Covenant. They had a canopy, they had a tent, they'd see the glory cloud. They're wandering around cloud by day, fire by night. Now, we are the living, breathing tabernacle of the Most High God. We are the priests that carry the Ark of Might and the Ark of the Glory inside us. That pillar is a, is a carrier in a canopy of the tent of His meeting, the tent of presence. How strong does the presence need to be? As strong as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. How does it get that strong? By sacrificing the little foxes and having your soul more influenced and controlled by Christ in you. 
realizing more of the glory. It's not just a one-time realization. Once you realize the glory of Colossians 1.27 of Christ in your belly, that's when you begin to go from glory to glory. You can't go from glory to glory until you realize the glory. And where's the glory? In your belly. Out of your belly will flow rivers and springs of the Holy Spirit glory. Amen. What does it do? It builds up your soul. It sanctifies your soul. It's the lifter of your heads. And it brings you up into the high angelic sphere so you can be an untouchable. It lifts you above the snake line, spiritually, vertically, in an elevation of the Holy Spirit, above the realm of the dead, even while in the body. Bible says He's the lifter of our souls. What lifts your soul? The river. How do you drink the river? By faith. How do you get all this activated? By hearing and believing and experiencing, and it convinces your mind. Amen? And more and more people be convinced because more and more people will feel it. you got to feel it. You need to feel the river. God's power is surging through you. Amen? It says His might is working within you with superhuman energy, which He enkindles and works within you. Colossians 1. He's working in you with might and superhuman energy. That's the dead-raising, dunamis, explosive power of God. That's the might of His glory. God raised Jesus by His glory. He's also raising you by His glory. The problem is we get tempted by witchcraft and our minds confused. We don't know the difference between glory and witchcraft. And that's why Christians are so heavily influenced by Jezebel getting into religious disobedience towards the spirit of glory and not prioritizing the inner man getting glorified as more important than anything else in the world. That's your intimacy. That's your chambers of love. That's the secret place. There's nothing more important than being intimate with God in your heart, in the secret place, in the love chambers. The bridegroom's chambers are people whose souls have entered in. So you can say you've you've brought your soul out of the natural dimension into Christ in you. There's a connection internally. If you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, guess what? You're going to have a lot more glory than Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple was a type and shadow, an external. It was an old covenant type. The new covenant perfection and fulfillment is having your whole soul inside the Holy of Holies in your belly. So you can see you're, you're becoming completely undone from the curse of the fall as you prioritize your spirit more than your own soul. Religion and witchcraft makes you prioritize your soul so that you go after the flesh even after you're born again. And it becomes about filling your ego with information about Jesus, which is Jezebelic and satanic in nature. You continue to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and continue to practice sorcery after you're born again. 99% of Christians do it. What What you're not taught is bringing your soul into the glory of the Spirit of God in your belly and burning up your flesh. He was crucified at the place of the skull so that you could die with Him. Where? At the place of your soul. He died at the place of the soul. Amen. You have to die in your soul to your spirit in order to follow the spirit and go after the things of the spirit. If you value and prioritize the things of the soul, then you'll always walk in idolatry no matter how hard you try the rest of your life. 
God's solution to fixing your souls is not putting band-aids on it of information and Bible verses into the brain and all this garbage you see everywhere. No, it's killing it. Crucifying it with Christ. When you die to this ego and to this pride and to the self-righteousness and the religious nature of the human brain, you die to Satan and this world. It's as simple as that. It's a one-step process. Crucifying the soul with Christ so that God can live through your spirit and your spirit begins to wash your soul. That you don't have self-awareness. Your soul is buried with Christ in the baptism of His death. Amen? You must be buried into His death by baptism. It's the baptism of the glory of God. People resist the glory because they don't want to die to self. They love their self-life. The self-life is the curse of the fall. False Christianity is serving Christ in the self-life. It's a non-existent thing. They're all practicing sorcery worldwide. Anyone who doesn't bring their soul to the cross to burn it as a burnt offering to the Holy Spirit has never served Jesus a day in their life. They're self-servient. That's the prostitute of Babylon. Using all the things of the New Testament for self instead of God the Father in their spiritual stomach. Hallelujah. It's time to bring sacrifice of our souls. It's time to melt the golden calf out of our heads and get the beast nature crucified with Christ and live to the Christ nature in the river of life. For our souls must be controlled by the Spirit to have peace with God. The carnal mind fights the spiritual mind of Christ. The brain fights the glory of God. But the glory of God is stronger. 1 John 4, 4 Greater is the glory of God in you than the influence of Satan and his principalities upon your soul in the world. And if your soul's crucified to the world, Satan and his principalities can never influence you and you can't be tempted ever again. So if you were to just die by the glory of God to your brain, and I know people are slow to do this, but there's an acceleration on it because there's so much grace to receive it. And it's, I mean, that's what ecstasy is, is having died to your soul to live to the mind of Christ is our continuous ecstasy. The river of life flowing through our brain is why we're always high all the time on the glory of God. It's available for everyone. That's part of your exodus for every Christian on planet Earth to enter the Garden of Eden is coming out of the soul realm into the glory realm and it's already placed in you. It simply has to renew your mind and pull your mind into that other dimension out of the natural dimension by revelation. Every word is revelatory. Every word is active and energized and working with angels inside the container of the prophetic word to pull your souls deeper into the spirit, out of the curse, into the glory, and seal you at that level. And there will be level after level after level after level, month after month after month after month, until you have no more natural awareness and you live 100% spiritually like an angel inside a body, with your spirit man fully energized with God the Father, the light being through the inside of your body, with no carnal influence of the natural dimension. In the name of Jesus Christ, those are the overcomers. Those are the manifesting sons of God. One's completely set apart from the flesh. Even though we're in the body, we're out of the body and controlled by God the Father through the body. And our brains have been crucified constantly with Christ, which is the continuous practicing of righteousness. Amen? 
We practice righteousness by Christ controlling our inner man and our whole personality and our soul seeing Him on the inside with the crystal clear heart. Living out of the river's resources. Living out of the river's power. And displaying it and communicating it clearly to everyone so they also can live a divine life and sacrifice the beast's nature and come out of the curse into the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for all your souls to be drenched and flooded with the grace of the Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, for all the angels activated to help these souls inherit salvation and to rise into higher, easier glory realms that you prepared for them. Let their souls be wrapped in glory. Let their hearts be energized with the Word. Let their spirit man be built up and let their whole inner man be sanctified and let them be set apart from the the flesh, set apart from Babylon, set apart from religion, and set apart from rebellion, and set apart from all Satan and his angels into the glory of God, and let their feet tread on all snakes and scorpions so far under their feet, and let that whole demonic dimension be washed out of them and underneath them, and let their streets turn into streets of gold by the cream and butter of your great grace upon their heads. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. We could use your support. Donate at redlettermen.com and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.